there's many reasons why they may have not been able to attend the actual webinar. So the idea is to treat them like a potential lead and engage with them as soon as possible. So whether that be an outbound conversation where you're, 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 you're getting, you're contacting them by the telephone, sending emails, get an understanding firstly, why did they not attend the webinar? And perhaps if there's any room for possible synergies, because once again, they showed some interest. What? There's no point in leaving some low-hanging fruit there uh, behind. So the idea is I would say engage as soon as possible. Hi there, guys, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Podstorm by the Pipeline Generator. Today, we are going to talk all things webinars, right? Now, most webinars suck. We get told by clients and we get told by you know end users all the time because we do speak to end customers all the time uh, that webinars suck. Now what, right? Now what? Do you do about it? You're doing uh, webinars and obviously in the context of C19, many companies are doing webinars. But the problem is, is that they leave their delegates confused, frustrated and underwhelmed. There are fundamental problems with webinars that we see out there today. And we're going to discuss pretty much about half a dozen different points that are absolutely critical to understand here about why webinars suck. And then we're going to get into what do you do about it? So anybody, just to premise this whole episode, anybody that says that webinars don't work just doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, Let me give you an example. We recently had a webinar for a telco where we had just under a thousand people on a cybersecurity webinar for a full two hours. That doesn't happen if webinars don't work. The problem is, how do you structure information? How do you execute a webinar in such a way that it's sticky, right? And it doesn't frustrate and annoy uh, the end customer. And pay careful attention, guys, to the part of the show where we talk about this idea of evergreen webinars, right? It really is the gift that keeps on giving. And we're also going to share with you in this video an example of real-time polling in action, right, from an actual webinar, which I really do believe will underscore this whole idea and opportunity of interactivity and its value in in in-customer relationships and ultimately lead generation. And joining me today is Chris Todd, the sales ninja at Digital Kung Fu, who will give you an in-customer's view on this entire ecosystem. So without further ado, guys, let's get on with the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to hell. (laughs) No, seriously, welcome to the eighth episode of the Pipeline Generator Podstore. My name is Matt Brown. I'm the Chief Excitement Officer here at uh, Digital Kung Fu. And with me live on the line from the dojo is Chris Todd. He is one of my sales director ninja guys. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. So guys, today uh, we're going to talk about uh, webinars. Now, Chris sells a lot of webinars. Uh, We have sold and delivered and deployed and produced a whole lot of webinars. Um, And webinars are a really, really powerful way to create a high volume of leads, uh, a high quality of lead. And ultimately, it's a fantastic way to do awareness, education, and conversion all at the same time. Now, with C19, what happened was a lot of companies all ran and said, cool, we have to take our events online. And we got called by like SAP and Microsoft and various other brands and said, please, can you help us do online uh, virtual conferences? So we're going to talk about how to do virtual conferencing webinars and how do you uh, essentially do them in a way that doesn't suck? Because that's the reality, I'm afraid. Many webinars uh, out there are just plain underwhelming, right? They leave their delegates confused, frustrated, 
and underwhelmed. Uh, Chris, I just wanted to, um, before we get into the meat and the potatoes there, um, you sell a lot of webinars. What is the general sort of requirement for a webinar as you understand it from the uh, technology customers that we work with? What are they kind of looking for webinars to do? Or how do you position the value of a webinar to a particular uh, company? Um, well, there's a number of different, I suppose, values behind a webinar that a tech, tech company might be interested in. Um, one of them is obviously to attract a lot of attention. Um, and, you know, in order to, to generate pipeline, obviously there's a lot of attention needed. But, but more importantly, it's an education aspect to it. So, so if a client is looking to penetrate new markets or they've got new products or, um, you know, to target and penetrate new regions – um, then there is an educational aspect they need to portray to the clients or the target market, um, you know, and not, so not only to create the pipeline around the webinar, but also to educate the pipeline. So it gives you the ability to position yourselves as the, as, as the leader in your category, uh, but also to, you know, to, to answer questions, educate and enrich your target market. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Um, so where do you feel that, I mean, you've been on a lot of webinars as well. I mean, what has your general experience been with the average webinar out there? Has it been positive, negative? Where on the well, scale? Well, I find, I find, Matt, that, uh, that with, with your usual live webinars, which seem to be most popular in the beginning, um, there seems to be a bit of a disconnect and actually quite a drop-off. Um, you know, with the current pandemic, with the current situation going on, there's a there's a lot of, um, you know, there's not a lot of time available in a day. And I think the reason for that is because there's lots of virtual meetings going on. Um, you know, there's connections internally where people can just contact each other via Teams. Whatever the case may be, there seems to be less time in a day to to engage with something like a webinar. So I find we find that the live webinars, although still very valuable, um, there seems to be a bit of a drop off from registrations to delegate attendees. Mm. So that's when we've decided that a better approach perhaps would be to pre-record the webinar, make it look as live as possible, um, still give the delegate the opportunity to ask questions and do live polling. Um, so it's pretty much as live as it could be, but it's then pre once it's pre-recorded, we then it's a plug and play webinar. So it acts as a pretty much like a lead magnet, like the gift that keeps on giving. So the delegate can therefore uh, access this webinar at any time. It doesn't have to be at a specific date and time. And the drop-off has been reduced considerably. So the idea is that we want to, um, we don't want to lose the potential prospects, right? And with too many touch points, um, this, it, can, it can cause a bit of a disconnect. So the idea is let the prospect watch the webinar in their own time and and therefore they'll be able to, yeah, educate on the spot and, uh, and hopefully follow through with the lead. Okay, cool. So you're basically saying that you don't need to go live. And I think that's, that's such a big point for me because um, one of the big reasons is, is that to your point, you, you do have drop-offs. So let's just say you have a webinar that's coming up, uh, let's just say at five o'clock today. If you don't have 500 registrants, you cannot expect you know, 500 people to pick up, or sorry, to pitch up. You can, even if you have 500 registrants, you'll be lucky if half of those pitch up, to your point, Chris, that in many respects, 
Um, you know, people are busy. Things happen in a day. You know, you're in sales. It's like you get called into a meeting or into a live pod storm like this <laughs> when you least expect it, right? So, uh, you know, so your days change. And so decision makers are busy. Like they don't have, like it's another thing with live events, it forces you to be available at a certain time, right? So, and I might not be available today. Things happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so you miss the opportunity to engage with the uh, the prospect, right? So, the other thing that I find uh, incredibly frustrating is that there's no offer being made, right? So in all of these pod storms, there's like the offers made at least three different times. It's like go to pipelinegenerator.com, get a 50% discount by entering the Ninja-50 code, say $500. Like, and this is essentially our version of a webinar, right, Chris? So for us to have a, an offer on the table, it's essential. So so many webinars, you know, you spend two hours on a webinar or an hour on a webinar and there's no price mentioned. It's like, you know, uh, apply now or contact the sales guy for, for more information. It's like, well, hang on a second. I've just spent 60 minutes of my time invested in your webinar and you haven't given me something to make a decision on. Is that something that you see, Chris? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up, it's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, just educating the target market's n not enough. Um, we've learned that. Uh, and to your point earlier in one of your earlier uh, podcasts, you mentioned that um, there, there, if there's too many competing products out there or services. So the idea is that you need to have, you need to be ahead of the game. So not only do you need to educate your target market in a webinar, but it's also about understanding where the client's sitting. So getting some insight from the from the from the prospects or the delegates and and then also maybe putting some sort of promotional offer on the table or discount or whatever the case may be mm. and uh, this makes it obviously a lot more attractive and the, and the conversion rate from delegate into qualified lead is considerably higher in such a case so mm. yes absolutely to answer your question man okay cool so um make an offer and the other thing i've noticed is that uh, i think a lot of people a lot of brands they they think that the webinar is just about the webinar, right? It's about getting FaceTime with people, uh, and that is that. And actually, as I keep laboring the point for a very, uh, very important reason, is that pipeline generation is about data. And in so many cases, a lot of the data is mismanaged. So as a case in point, um, you know, we just, by the way, anybody who says webinars don't work doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, great webinars work. 
poorly designed, executed, uh, and mismanaged webinars, including the underlying data behind or underneath the webinar itself, uh, do not work, right? So uh, data mismanagement is a big one. So let's go back to the case in point. So let's just say you have 500 registrants on your, um, your webinar, right? 250 pitch up. The other 250 often just get ignored. It's like, well, you know, you didn't make it, Chris. So sorry about that. <laughs> you know, uh, so what should brands do with the other 250? Should they, you know, should they call them? Should they nurture them? What should they do? No, definitely. Then it needs to be engaged with as soon as possible. So these these other 250 have shown some interest, right? They, they, they have shown some interest, but... Uh, you know, there's there's many reasons why they may have not been able to attend the actual webinar. So the idea is to treat them like a potential lead and engage with them as soon as possible. So whether that be an outbound conversation where you 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 you're getting you're contacting them by the telephone, sending emails, get an understanding firstly why did they not attend the webinar, and perhaps if there's any room for possible synergies. Because once again, they showed some interest. What there's no point in leaving some low hanging fruit there uh, behind. So. The mm. idea is I would say engage as soon as possible. Yeah. Can you explain, I was going to bring this up later uh, in the opportunity piece. It's the first point in the opportunity uh, underneath the post-it note here. Uh, but it's an evergreen webinar. Can you please explain for our audience around the world, what the hell is an evergreen webinar? Why does it matter? When do you use it? How is it different to a live event? What are some of the benefits? Okay, um, well, uh, I did touch on some of them earlier, but an evergreen webinar is essentially a webinar that is pre-recorded and it's a plug and play. So it's not a, it's not a live webinar, although it can be produced to the point where it as, seems as live as possible, right? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an opportunity for the delegate to attend or to watch at any given time. Um, and it acts, it's pretty much like a reward to the prospect plus an educational aspect that is um, that that can be viewed at any time. So the, at the end of the day, it's it's it reduces drop off. Um, it's uh, it's not as it doesn't have to be as robust as a as a traditional re- webinar. And for that reason, it also gains a lot more traction as well. So the the idea behind it is to to just be a gift, really. That that uh, the the, pro- the the delegates or your 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 uh, attendees can attend at any time. Um, there's you can do live interesting things, not live, apologies, recorded things that seem live, like live polling. Live polling is uh, extremely valuable because you can gain some and establish some very valuable insights throughout this webinar that if you, and, and you can have someone attending to those questions and polling at, at any given time. So there's live polling. You can do downloadable assets, which means you can, you, you know, you can keep the delegates' buns in their seats um, and, uh, and keeping them interested. The downloadable asset could be your promotion. Uh, to your point, Matt, um, and and the idea is just that it's a packaged webinar. Uh, it because it's pre-recorded, you can iron out all the creases and make sure that it's effective as possible. And once again, like the gift that keeps on giving, mm, we yeah. like gifts that keep on giving, right? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? I mean, we don't have unlimited budget. So, if you're gonna, this is the other thing about live events. You do it, and then it's like it's sunk cost. It's like there's no where where do you get where do you get to reuse it again and again and again? You understand? So it's like, uh, you know, 
just to, just one other thing. We just did a webinar recently for Telco here um, across Africa. We had just under a thousand people on a cybersecurity webinar for two hours, right? So uh, that is an example of a well-produced uh, webinar on a topic that's relevant, right? Um, and so um, even though that that's like way above any other industry benchmark and would probably win effectiveness awards, you know, pretty much anywhere, I think one of the things to say is that once it's live, you should record it and you should reuse it. You should be putting it uh, in terms of your social media amplification. You should be driving traffic or users to registration pages to, to Chris's point about, you know, the evergreen version of that. So once they register, they can watch it now. They don't have to wait for a day in the future necessarily, or they could schedule it. But then what's really powerful about that is that it feels live, like the interactions are live to Chris's point, like the real-time polling, you can do downloads, you can chat, you can interact, you can do everything like you would do as if it were live. And you just have somebody on the end of the line basically then doing the, the management of that. So Evergreen webinars, big opportunity, uh, certainly. I think uh, just quickly on the structure of information. So one of the things that uh, you know we're like stigglers for is the structure of information. It's how you tell a story, right? So as a storytelling production company, uh, we follow a number of different storytelling sort of processes or approaches. But in the presentation space, uh, I'm going to borrow one and give a friend of mine, Rich Mulholland, a punt here uh, from Missing Link. They are uh, the world's best, probably one of the best, if not the best, uh, you know, presentation company. So they help people to not suck at getting their ideas across. Um, and so one of the formulas uh, that he shared with me which I'm going to share with you is the following. And this formula is repeatable, uh, it's replicable, and it's bulletproof, right? You do this, uh, you follow this process, and it will definitely work. And in pipelinegenerator.com, I unpack this uh, process for you in detail, as well as the storytelling framework. So, um, so here, the first step here is care, like give me a reason to care, right? Uh, about why I should pay attention. So in the cybersecurity space, as an example, you could say, you know, 82% of companies believe that cybersecurity is a problem that won't go away, right? Now I've got, oh, that's interesting. I'm curious now about why that is. Um, and so you give three to five reasons to care, and then you need to give them reasons to believe about the care you've just given them. And in, in the believe part, you want to explain the care. So, well, did you know that 72% of companies, you know, uh, fall you know, uh, sort of uh, suspect or they become victim to a cybersecurity or malware attack every single year? Or did you know that over 51% of companies just do not do any kind of training whatsoever about, um, about cybersecurity threats or phishing attacks? And so you give them reasons to believe. Then you've got to tell them what they need to know. So then this is the best part where you can start to talk about the product, right? So, well, with our cyber secure aware program, we have pre-built in phishing tests that allow you to ensure that you can train up your staff on phishing attacks, right, in an automated fashion. So the system does it all for you. You don't have to do training material and everything works beautifully. Uh, and, 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 and then finally tell them what they need to do. So you never lead with your product. And one of the big things, Chris, I've, you know, I've found is that many companies, they want to talk about their product because it's just like they've, they're drinking the Kool-Aid, you know what I mean? Um, so uh, what is your advice to, to companies who um, have a webinar coming up um, and do they lead with product? Do they not lead with product? When is the right time to mention the product? 
uh, where, how, talk us through your personal process in terms of a sales engagement, um, in terms of like understanding the problem and then getting into solution speak and so forth. What's, what's your kind of, you know, proven formula? Um, yeah, I would say uh, to start with Matt, and this seems to be the one is to allow the, the delegates to speak a bit, to engage a bit, perhaps do some live polling, understand who you're talking to in your webinar before you jump directly into the, into the meat and veg of your product. Um, yes, they're there for your product to understand and listen, but make it a bit more exciting, make it fun, perhaps mention the reward or the promotion or something that they can gain throughout this downloadable assets, make it interesting and and then double down on your product to give them a greater understanding as to what it is you're looking to move or what is the message you're looking to educate your target market with. So I would say get engage, try and engage with the, the, the delegates on a personal level. And if it's a pre-recorded webinar, you can do that by means of questionnaires, uh, live polling, uh, whatever the case is. Just to just nobody wants to just hear what the salesman has to say the whole time. Uh, mm. It's boring, you lose interest. Uh, to your point earlier, it, everybody likes to talk about themselves. So give the, give the, give the delegates an opportunity to express some of their own mm. sort of interests or whatever the case is. And what's valuable is you can take that insight and you can map it to your proposition as well. Yeah. So when it comes to the lead nurturing phase thereafter, you've got some insight now, you understand what some of them, what, what their position is. And it's all about sort of nurturing it along the lines until until you've got a happy client, yeah. Okay, great. I lo- you know what? I think that's such a great point, right? It's like find out what is actually keeping your delegates up at night. And you can do that through real-time polling. I'm actually going to play up a, bring up an example here in a second uh, for you guys to see what it looks like in real life in an actual webinar. Um, but, um, but it's like, you know, if you have, if you know that 82% of companies think that cybersecurity doesn't go as a problem, doesn't go away, or you think that 51% of companies don't train their staff, you can pitch your conversation or structure your message in the webinar to that need. Does it make sense? Because the other thing is it's like you pre-build these talks, but it's like, you know, a webinar, it's, 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 it's not meant to be a broadcast platform. It's not a radio station. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's there to educate your market because especially in the B2B space, because you know, it's like awareness is one thing, but educate me around why this matters now for me, given the fact that I'm busy, given the fact that I've got a, a million other decisions to make. By the way, your competitor is also pitching me a similar product. So educate me. But in the way that you do great education is to Chris's point, I believe, is to pitch your product, steer the conversation to the needs of the delegates, right? Is that what you're trying to say, Chris? Yeah. That's it, 100%. Cool. So let me bring up uh, this uh, little here video. I got smart with my um, with my technology skills. So up on the screen here, um, it's a bit small. I've tried zooming in, but for now, I'm just going to show you. So as you can see, it's a poll here from an actual webinar. I'm going to just play it. But you can see the graphs moving around in real time. You can see the respondents as they're coming through in real time. Um, and um, it's just really, really powerful. And also it, it makes your broadcast interactive, which is so key because people want to learn. They want to understand. Um, and I think in many respects, we don't give uh, our 
prospects, our customers, our potential customers at the end of the day, appropriate airtime to view their opinions and their concerns. Uh, so Chris, um, other things around uh, the webinar side itself is, um, is sales pre-qualification. Can you just explain uh, very quickly, what is the role of sales pre-qualification in a webinar context? So when somebody registers for a webinar, what is then the role of sales pre-qualification? Uh, essentially just to understand the need of the prospect before, you know, there could be a disconnect from messaging, uh, you know, are they signing up for the right reasons? Also to understand and to enrich the data that you've now established. So you've, you've generated some attention, you've got some delegates ready to attend. The idea is to understand what their pain points are, what their strategic initiatives are. Um, and once again, this allowing you to map that to your webinar, right? So the idea is to understand that you're talking to the right the right target market. Um, this also allows you to track different points at any given time, which means that are you the, the messaging that's out there to attract delegates to the webinar, is it the right messaging that you use? So you don't want to have you don't want to have a hundred delegates attending and they all think that they're at, uh, sitting at some other, you know, something else. The topic mm-hmm. is completely different to what they expected. So the idea is to get an understanding pr- uh, prior to the webinar that you're talking to the right person. And this also allows you to enrich that data. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the other thing to say is like, if you're doing a software development webinar, you don't want people there who are going to say like, where do I apply for the job? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. That's, that's so key. And I love the point that you made there, Chris, around, you know, looking at your registration data to figure out, well, what should you say on the webinar? Right. Uh, number one. And then number two, to make sure that your message is actually accurate. Cause I think so in pipeline generator, we really do walk you through the detail around messaging development and how do you make something, uh, a message truly, you know, remarkable and that will really resonate with your customer regardless of what industry they're in. Um, but certainly I think a lot of the messaging uh, goes, goes south and goes awry, right? To your point, Chris. Um, in your experience, uh, Chris, just very quickly, I know you've got other things to, to kind of do here. Is it recommended to, um, to, to, to inject, you know, lead inserts into a, or lead papers or white papers uh, or product fact sheets into a webinar in real time? Yes, I would say absolutely. Um, any form of kind of reward, whether it be to educate or, um, you know, a promotion as well, just to keep the bums in the seats. Um, if, if, if things aren't going the delegates way, it, they could lose interest and they could fall off. Um, the idea is to, to keep them interested throughout. So, so video inserts to, to educate. There's also, to your point, there's uh, product fact sheets, ebooks, white papers, and promotions, discounts, or specials. So, mm. so it, it, it makes them feel that they've actually attended this for a reason. They've gained something out of it and, uh, and also keeps them interested throughout the webinar. Yeah. So, yes, steps. Definitely. That's a great point about gifting because I think in the B2B space, I mean, if you think about like I was at the CIO banquet uh, dinner thing last year with a whole bunch of CIOs, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, you go to these events and what do you get? You always get something. You get like a gift bag or you get a T-shirt or you get a thing. You, you get something. You get given something, right? Um, and in the virtual conference webinar space, it's just, it's like littered with product speak. You're not actually giving me anything. Do you know what I mean? And then, then the excuse becomes, well, you know, it's COVID, it's C19, it's hard to deliver gifts, which is actually rubbish. So to Chris's point, it's like, 
what kind of gift can you come up with? Okay, well, how about a 50% discount on the Pipeline Generator training course? <laughs> you know, it costs you nothing. Cost you nothing, right? It costs you like the time it took to generate the code. Uh, to Chris's point, product fact sheets. What about case studies? Beautiful. Like we've all got case studies sitting on our, on our infrastructure somewhere, right? It's on a cloud server somewhere. Um, and so these things are sitting around and it's just so easy to inject these kind of uh, content pieces into your webinars to make it s uh, an experience that feels as though I wasn't just another delegate. You know what I mean? Um, and one of the things I love um, doing a lot of these webinars, uh, I MC quite a few for a telco clients of ours. Um, and so what I really like doing is actually, you know, people stream in with like a bazillion questions, or whatever, and it's to mark that question as sticky and then to call that person out by name. And then also allowing them the opportunity to speak. Because even in a, in a virtually uh, a sort of a face-to-face -face event, it was oftentimes not the case. Do you know what I mean? It was like, we don't have time for, for all these questions or we just, we're only going to focus on maybe one or two. Um, and then even then, you're not really mentioning the name of the person. So you can start to be personable with someone or you could say, that's a really fantastic idea or someone, because the thing is, right, people are thinking in a, in a physical event space. They're thinking about things and they're not expressing them. But on a webinar, they are expressing them. Everybody's writing. Everybody's chatting. Everybody's saying, well, we do it like this at our company. And then it's like, oh, but that's a great point there, Sapiwe Shabala. You know, uh, they're doing this amazing thing around uh, phishing education like this, or they're linking cybersecurity education to performance management, blah, 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 blah. And so suddenly, actual, actually, virtually, virtual conferencing is actually better, right, in pipeline generation and then many respects. It's cheaper than doing an event. It's cheaper than sponsoring an event. I could never understand why you would sponsor the cybersecurity conference and have a stand there because, you know what I mean, it just doesn't scale for me. It's never scaled. I mean, Chris, you've been to B2B events. I mean, when you flew down to that conference in Cape Town uh, with, uh, with Tendai, um, can you just explain that for me? How many, uh, what was the conference about? How many cards did you come up, did you get, and how much deal flow did you actually secure? Um, well, the, it was an Africa com, so it was a very big conference. Uh, there were thousands and thousands of stands and, and even more people, of course, uh, did, people coming to view these stands. And it was seems as if most of them were there for the free food <laughs> uh, and free popcorn, right, and the pens that you mentioned earlier, the gifts. Yeah. So we, we actually did a bit of hunting. We came, we came back with... Sure, I, I would say definitely over 500 business cards, but the amount of deals we generated from that wasn't the conversion rate was very low. I'd say in the, almost in the single digits. Mm. So it wasn't a spectacular event from from that perspective, from from lead generation perspective. But uh, yeah, it, uh, def definitely webinars is definitely the answer. There's no doubt about it. And and once again with a webinar, it's not a once off event that happens once a year. Um, and with an evergreen webinar, you can have it weekly if you like, and mm. uh, it, it doesn't disappear. So, so this look, it was it was fun. Uh, I think that was about it. <laughs> Met a lot of people. It's nice to show face, but you can do so on a webinar as well. Yeah, exactly. Because the other thing I love what you're saying there, because you you, you said it was a really big Africa Com conference. I had more people on this Telco's client of ours webinar for two hours than were at that Africa Com conference. And then 
I can still take that recording of the cybersecurity uh, conference and I can put it into all of my channels. I can put it into a website, uh, which was the point I wanted to make around omni-channel integration, which is taking your web, your webinar, plugging it into your website, creating like a content hub, even putting it into social media. You can put it into your marketing automation system. So you can put it into a series of webinars about this cybersecurity, uh, you know, solution or strategy that we're trying to get across or this pipeline generation, um, you know, strategy that we're trying to get across. And so uh, it really does become the gift that keeps on giving. So if your webinars suck, now you know why. <laughs> now you know how to solve the problem. And you've also now understood what the opportunity is and what some of the best companies in the world are doing in this space. Because, uh, you know, webinars as a strategy is not something that's going to go away can be hard uh, from an account management perspective but certainly from a value from a client perspective it is the gift that keeps on giving so thank you chris todd for being on the show really appreciate it and uh, guys don't forget uh you can also go and get that discount that 50 percent discount see i'm doing you the offer thing now uh, it's ninja-50 at checkout on pipelinegenerated.com and i will see you again soon in the next episode of the Podstorm by pipeline generator Thank you for attending the Podstorm by Pipeline Generator right here on the Map Round Show. It's been a real privilege and an honor bringing it to you. Remember, this is part of a 12-episode series. So whichever one you're listening to right now, go and get the other 12. This stuff will change the game for your pipeline generation, your lead generation, and ultimately your sales right for your business. And you know that sales is the lifeblood of your business. We are giving away a $500 discount for the launch period only, right? So all you need to do is enter the code NINJA-50 at checkout and you'll get your $500 discount. Everything you're hearing now in Pipeline Generators Podstorm here on the MapRound Show is just the tip of the iceberg. This is just some of the stuff. We go far, far, far deeper into the subject and I really do believe, in fact, I know that this stuff will change the game for your business. So this is Matt signing out and I'll see you again soon. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.